You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined face to face, not over the telephone. It is Tom Hiscott, the editor of the of the bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, nice little break from work for a week, bit of half term, so it's good to good to catch up. It is, and I've managed to bring you down to the pub. And mm-hmm. um, we are, of course, in the Ram, which is which tends to be the the haunt of choice when we when we do get the opportunity to meet face to face to do the podcast. So it's it's great to see. You. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it was all right, I guess. Not not too much going on. I don't think. Watched, watched a bit of FA Cup stuff and and what have you. But yeah, yeah, pretty 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 decent weekend. Yes, sir. Um, I am. I went and watched a bit of um, Southern League football. Um, I went to uh, went to Melksham. I watched the first twenty minutes, and then I sort of was seduced to go up to the bar. And I, I must confess, I didn't actually watch any. I, didn't, I don't think I saw another kick of the game. Certainly, when I went upstairs, it was one 0 to Melksham, and um, and uh, when I when I left. Um, it was 3-2 to, to Blackfield and Langley, if that's indeed what they're called, because I, I, frankly I'd never heard of them before uh, Before that game. But anyway, it was, um, I had a few friends down for the weekend, so it was quite nice. Anyway, uh, we won't worry about that now. We've got another action-packed episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast um, for you. We've got interviews with Bitten manager Dan Langdon and also the caution manager, Justin Flowers, two sides going very well in their respective divisions. Um, Plenty of um, of County Cup action um, going on. Um, Welton Rovers with a notable victory on penalties over Bath City and a very healthy crowd of 251 on Tuesday, the 12th of February. And uh, also uh, Westbury United um, took Swindon Supermarine to um, extra time in their tie on um, Wednesday, the 13th of February. Uh, although Swindon um, just uh, pulling away in extra time there, 4-1 they won. But um, we'll start today's roundup with um, the match or the Friday night match on Friday the 15th of February and it was Bridgewater Town taking on Clevedon Town yeah and this match certainly lived up to the feeling obviously two of the top sides a huge crowd as, as is often seen on these these Friday night games especially at Bridgewater definitely got something good good going there and it was yeah the home side who um, claimed, a, claimed a late 3-2 victory uh, so going ahead in the 20th minute thanks to uh, leading scorer Jack Taylor uh, Clevedon obviously doing pretty well themselves this season um, we're up against it. Uh, Liam Dempsey given a, a first half uh, red card, a couple of yellows, um, and uh, then Bridgewater doubling their lead. Jake Brown uh, three minutes after the interval, uh, but amazingly, uh, Clevedon managed to fight back, and it was Sid Camper who did uh, quite a lot of the work for them. He's uh, obviously having a, uh, I'd probably say a stellar season from from all accounts. Um, uh, scoring the first uh, with a fine free kick to get them back in the game, uh, and then turning provider for Alex Cam to. To, uh, to 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 head them level, uh, but Bridgewater did manage to to eventually beat the uh, uh, the, the ten men of Clevedon, and it was uh, Brown uh, Jake Brown uh, scoring his second of the evening, uh, ten minutes from time uh, to yeah give them the uh, the crucial three points. Excellent stuff, and 364 at that game, which is a fantastic attendance, and um, I'm sure another advertisement for Friday night football. Moving on to the traditional 3 p.m. Saturday kickoffs, and Saturday the 16th of February saw Bitten take on Buckland Athletic. Yeah, it did, and uh, obviously uh, results elsewhere, which we'll we'll touch on in a second. Um, uh, that that title's definitely up for grabs uh, by looks fit, and uh, Bitten one of those sides. 
can certainly uh, certainly make a push. Uh, they and then a three 0 win over for Buckland on the weekend. Um, pretty crucial for them. Dean Griffiths uh, finally breaking the deadlock uh, just for half time, so it was a tight encounter up to then. Uh, Matt Groves then doubling their advance on the on the uh, on the hour uh, before a late goal from Ben Bamman. Uh, he's doing well uh, this season. Back among the goals, uh, they'll be happy to see that. And yeah, a three 0 win for Bitten at home to Buckland. Yeah, comprehensive victory there. And um, well, Buckland were a side that caught my eye in recent weeks. I thought they were sort of returning um, to their to their normal selves. Of course, a very very competent Western League outfit. Um, but Bitten going possibly under the radar, possibly not. They're doing very well in the Premier Division. I took this opportunity to uh, speak to Dan Langdon, the uh, the Bitten manager. We hadn't spoken to Dan since the beginning of the season, and of course he was, as every manager is, very bullish then. But after that impressive win against Buckland, I asked Dan how important he thought that win was in the context of the title race. Yeah, well, first, I think Buckland are a fantastic side. They, they always have been. Um, and they, they, were, they were good against us, but, you know, on the day, we, we just sort of returned up and took them for the sword, really. But I think, to, you know, especially with Wooden losing the weekend, um, I think it's, yeah, a massive, massive victory for us. And it was a little bit one step closer, now. Um, You're currently in third... But mathematically, you could go two points clear if you win your games in hand. Um, is it helping you, do you think, that you're coming from the chasing pack? Or would you, uh, would you have preferred to sort of have the, have the games played and the points on the board? Um, I'd rather have played points on the board because, you know, first of all, they've got their points. We've got to try and catch them up. And, you know, the pressure's on us, really, not on them. So one step from us and, you know, it becomes... You know, almost impossible to catch them, doesn't it? Yes. Well, I mean, the Premier Division race, um, dare I say it, is, it seems to seems to be having all the hallmarks of, of the other Premier Division that we don't really talk about on the grounds that they're all professionals. But it's fascinating yeah. to see the two of you going um, for it at the top of the table. I mean, you are in great form at the moment. And I think I'm right in saying that the only other side that matches your form is Plymouth Parkway, and you play them next month. Yeah, we play them twice next month. Um, and to be honest, here, I wouldn't write Parkway out of the uh, equation yet for being the two champions either. Um, we played them start of the season in the Les Phillips, and I still stand by that's the best side we played against. And they they were at the shoulders better on the night, and I think they'll still still be in a good shape to win it themselves. So we've got a big month next month. We actually play uh, Bridgewater on the Saturday, Parkway on the Wednesday, and then Westbury on the Saturday. So that's quite a defining season, I would say. Well, with that in mind, it's probably too far away to look at the last game of the season where you play Willand. I mean, that could be a winner-takes-all match. It could, yeah. I mean, that's um, obviously from a you know a selfish point of view, I'd like it to be done um, before then because there's a lot of pressure on the last game for either side. So, but yeah, you know, you're right. It could come down to that. Um, but like I said, I wouldn't write Parkway out yet either. So. There could be a few more twists and turns yet. Well, Willand have been in incredible form this uh, this season, particularly in the FA Vars. Are you hoping yeah. that their good form in that con- competition continues? Because um, surely any team at this level would struggle to fight a campaign on two fronts. Yeah, I mean, from a Western League perspective, and for them, for them as a club, I'd like to see them get to Wembley and you know go all the way in the FA Vars. Um, but yeah, you're right; it will divert their attention from the league. I think so. It's sort of win-win for, for us, really, on, on what they do. So, um, 
but yeah, I do wish them all the best in that competition as well. So uh, just have to wait and see. And obviously, when they play in that, that gives us one of our games in hand, so we can start catching up a little bit now. Um, I mean, that's, we, we should really talk about you, not not Willand. I mean, when we spoke earlier in the season, obviously you're an ambitious man, and and we've spoken about some of the players, you know, the playing squad that you've amassed um, for this campaign. Are you happy with the way that this uh, this season is playing out? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we couldn't really, we can't really do much more than what we're doing. The players have to take all the credit. I mean, myself and Rob Sage, my assistant, we've we've been over the moon with the boys. Their attitudes. Um, and I said, their endeavour to want to win every single game has been priceless. Um, so, yeah, we can't ask no more from the players. And it's a really happy camp here at the moment. So, we've just got to keep it going, really. Well, if you if you do keep it going, you could well find yourselves playing Southern League football next season. Is that something that, that you and the club are, um, are, are ready for? Yes. Um, so, we've had numerous discussions. Um, and at the start of the season... Hence the sort of playing squad we've got was always the, the decision to make was to you know try and strive for Southern League football. Um, so again, myself and the players are feeling the pressure now because you know we have responsibility to the club as well to make sure we, we deliver. The infrastructure is all there to go up, and you know the club is ready. It's just a case of us now doing it on the pitch. Well, you, you've certainly got a, a playing squad um, that's um, and punching um, at its at its weight, but um, you're in a bit of a footballing hotbed where you are, aren't you? I mean, geographically, you've got an awful lot of competition for other clubs around you. Are you hoping that, that the prospect of, of playing at a higher level might entice a few of the fans away from um, some of your neighbouring clubs? Yeah, I mean, so two miles on the road, we've got Kingsham, Oldland, Longmore Green, Cabaret, Brislington, uh, Mangersfoot's not a million miles away. So, yeah, hopefully people will want to come to watch the higher level and see other clubs. Um, so we are hoping to get a, an increase in our crowds. I mean, they've been quite small this year, in truth. Um, average around 70. Um, so we're looking to sort of hit 100, 100 mark each week and... Hopefully, it will attract more uh, more support. Certainly, as we get to the money end of the season, I would imagine that there'll be a fair few Western League fans very interested to see just how far you can push Willand. But um, that doesn't really count for anything, and, and unless you beat the next um, cab off the rank, and that's going to be Shepton Mallet at the weekend. And they're, I mean, they're a side that's got a very good pedigree in the Premier Division. That will not be an easy game for you, will it? No, well, I mean, to be honest with you, there's no easy games. Every game's a cut final for us now. And I think teams I do want to beat Bitten as well. We're, we're a side that everyone wants to sort of beat and people want to try and stop our, you know, our good fortune as well, which I which I totally, you know, appreciate and expect when you're at the top, really. So, Shep's and Malice Saturday's massive, um, as, as they all are. But, yeah, we're fully prepared there. We'll have a game plan to go there and, and try and win the game. And, but we'll never have to work for it. And my thanks to Dan for his time. Now, moving on, Hengrove. Hengrove were a side that um, um, perhaps a little bit prematurely we got on the podcast because we hadn't heard anything from for a while. I know they're a fantastic club and uh, we, wanted to get them, we wanted to get them involved. But I needn't have worried, did I? Because they returned to winning, winning form at the weekend. Yeah, indeed. Uh, taking on uh, an odd downside who are uh, very much, uh, yeah... Unpredictable. Uh, win one week, probably lose the next. Uh, stuck in the table. Well, not stuck in the table. We're doing doing okay in the table. And uh, Hengrove managed to yeah claim a two-one win, uh, ending a twelve-match winless streak. So uh, in the league. So uh, yeah, crucial crucial three points for them. Uh, both goals uh, coming from Jack Fillingham, uh, either side of the interval. 
uh, to lead Hengrove to the victory. Uh, George Lloyd scoring in stoppage time uh, for, for odd down, but that was uh, yeah, very much just a consolation. And it was yeah, Hengrove uh, as we say picking up uh, picking up the the victory, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe a sign of things to come if they can uh, yeah start start to gain a bit of, gain a bit of form. Well, our next match is. I don't even think arguably the game of the weekend. I think definitively the game of the weekend. It was the um, the visit of Willand Rovers to Plymouth Parkway. 459 saw this game. Quite a remarkable uh, attendance for, for this fixture. And, um, well, the home fans certainly won't have gone home disappointed. No, indeed. Um, the two form teams, yeah, uh, firing on all cylinders, both of them coming into this one. And it was Parkway who, uh, yeah, very much... Uh, not probably before, but since the turn of the year, um, nobody wants to wants to play them. Um, and even even Willand, yeah, coming unstuck a two nil win for Parkway, uh, and it was goals either side of the the uh, the break in this one. Mike Williams uh, in the first half uh, giving them a lead, and that was Jordan in here. I'm uh, starting to see his name pop up more and more often. I think he's scoring most weeks, and uh, yeah, his header in the second half managed to to lead Parkway to the two uh, nil win. So. Potentially willing taking their eye off the ball a little bit with uh, with with obviously what's coming up on on the weekend, but you'd uh, yeah this has uh, blown the title race wide open and there's now uh, three or four teams really really will fancy their chances of uh, gaining some promotion uh, spots. Yeah, including Plymouth Parkway. Indeed. Uh, now, um, finally in the uh, the Premier Division, our last game to have a look at from the weekend was Westbury United, of course, another one of the sides going very well, and they took on Cadbury Heath. Yeah, indeed. So obviously Parkway. Uh, and uh, Westbury, two teams who got promoted last year, um, potentially looking at back-to-back promotions now. Uh, Westbury just three points off the top of the table. Uh, a 2-1 win at home to Cabra Heath. Obviously, obviously an import, important win for them. Uh, and it was Ricky Holbert and Dan Kovacs both scoring, scoring in the first half uh, for the home side uh, to give them a good buffer. Uh, Simon McElroy did reduce the deficit. Uh, 15 minutes from time uh, from the spot, but uh, yeah, Westbury managed to hold on and uh, yeah, move uh, march on with another another victory. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's uh... a hand. Yes, it's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah, I've selected paints, cables, sealant, and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. And now we look at the results from the first division, and um, we start with um, Chard. They were at home to Corsham Town. Yeah, indeed, uh, and a, well, really impressive result this one. Corsham uh, up into the top five, uh, a three 0 win uh, away at Chard. Um, well, yeah, two of the, the the sort of sides chasing those top two, and it was yeah, Corsham who came out on top. Uh, seventh minute own goal, giving them a yeah perfect start away from home, obviously, and then it was Alistair Mayo heading home. Uh, ten minutes later, uh, to double their advantage, obviously shot out of the shot out of the blocks, caution a, a two 0 two 0 advantage pretty early on, uh, and then it was Josh Bright adding a, a late third uh, for the Wiltshire side, and uh, yeah, uh, a three 0 win for Caution uh, away at Chard, and yeah, probably one of the the better results of their season so far. Well, Corsham Town are another one of those sides who we spoke to earlier this season on the podcast, so I took this as an opportunity to get back in touch with their manager, Justin Flowers. It was, a, it was an impressive win away at a side that we know are doing well in the league themselves, Chard Town. So I started by asking Justin whether he felt his side were worthy 3-0 winners. Uh, 
Um, yeah, it was one of our best points of the season, to be honest. Um, we, we we turned up straight from the off and the lads were superb, the performance. We got an early goal and then we just went on from there, really. I think, I think to be honest, we could have got more goals. So, um, 3-0 was probably a fair result. But, yeah, I think um, definitely one of our best points of the season and we're really, really happy with, with how it went, yeah. You're up to fifth in the league. Uh, and interestingly, there's only three points separating uh, third and seventh. Um, but looking up at the top two, do you think they've got promotion um, sewn up between the two of them already? Um, per- I, I personally think so, yeah. I think um, they don't seem to drop many points, uh, those two. And I think it's between them two who, who will win the league. And uh, But I think those two have got that sewn up. So I think it's, like you said, it's so tight between the rest of us. I think we jumped, um, I think, third fourth, fifth and sixth all dropped points on uh, the weekend, so we jumped up two spots, but a couple of teams have got games games in hand in around us as well, but I think we've got to play a lot of teams in there as well. I think it'll be um, quite tight between all of us to see who gets you know, third and fourth and, and fifth, really. Is this uh, another argument, do you think, for, the, um, for, for looking at playoffs in the, uh, in the first division? Uh, yeah, definitely. We were speaking about that on uh, Saturday. It's, it's it's a no-brainer for me, really. I think it just gives you know the rest of the league um, something to sort of fight for for the end of the year. I mean, I'm sure teams want to finish as high as they can anyway. But to have that incentive of a of a playoff spot, you know, or uh, you know, however they wanted to do it, but something to sort of strive towards the end, I think would definitely be something the league should look at. I have heard that. They, that is something they have looked at in the past or it's been suggested, but um, I, yeah, like I said, a no-brainer for me. I think it would be a great idea. Um, now, looking at one of those sides at the top of the table, often when I speak to managers, I think they really relish the opportunity of taking on um, certainly the form sides in the league, but, but those who are, who are doing very well. You played Canesham just before Christmas at your place. They beat yeah. you, but only just. Yeah, that was... Uh, um, that was a- good game for us to be honest in terms of performance it was one of the performances we look back on and think maybe we shouldn't have uh, you know that we were a bit unlucky they're a very good side I mean we played them away and then we we got soundly beat but at home we really gave them a good game and I think we were 2-1 up and then we gave away a really really sloppy penalty and it just got them straight back into the game and again because they're fighting for the league you could sort of tell they had that extra little bit at the end and they they just had a little bit too much for us but that was um, you know we do like playing bigger sides so you know all the top sides in the league we always sort of step up and perform against those teams so um, I think we got Cheddar on the second to last game of the season away so we drew with them at home that was a good point for us they haven't dropped many points so it'll be really good for us we're hoping that the league is still alive so we can have a sort of a say in what happens and be involved in that uh, you know with the game at Cheddar in the second to last game. Well, let's have a look at your own form. Um, you've obviously been winning matches, um, but you've had a few draws as well, haven't you? And perhaps yeah. against teams that you'd expect to beat, the likes of Sherbourne and Radstock. So, I mean, how do you reflect on your, your team's form? Are you slightly frustrated or pleased? It's a tough one because I think if you look at our position and where we were last year and, and, and what we still think we can do this year, I think overall we're, we're happy. But I think, like you said, it just... Yeah, I'm sure every team thinks this, but we we think that the draw, some of the draws, like you said, if we could have just picked up a couple of extra points here and there, it could have been a different story. But you know, that's at the moment that is one of our one of our sort of downfalls. Is you know, you see the results again, like I said, Cheddar and going away to Chard and drawing against Cowan and people like that. You know, we 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 tend to always turn up against teams at the top after the table, and for whatever reason, we don't 
in in some of the other games. But it, you know, we, it's something we're trying to we're trying to improve on and we learn, you know, learn from. So we're hoping that it's something we can improve on. But it is frustrating. But overall, I think we're happy with where we are at the moment. It's about right, I'd say. When we when we spoke um, previously, I know that. You know, we we talked about the fact that this is a, a project that the team are in. You know, it's a work in in progress. But you you know, you are doing very well in the league um, this season. So, realistically speaking, where would you like the side um, to finish in the table this season, with one eye on next season? Um, well, we we sort of spoke about that with the players as well, and making sure that we're not sort of uh, you know rolling going towards the end of the season. We're sort of nothing to play for. We want to make sure that. You know, at the start of the season, we had a very good start and then we dipped a little bit and now we sort of seem to be, you know, with performances and results coming back into it again. We, I spoke to the players at the weekend and they know we want to we want to finish third now. Um, the team's in and around us after beating Child. We think we can we can go on and do that and then that'll be a great platform for next year to challenge and we think that we've got a great bunch of players with us that we think will stay with us. We haven't got any issues with that and just add a couple and ready to challenge next year. It's something we're very keen to do and look for promotion next year. If you don't mind me saying, everything at the club seems to be set up for, for Premier um, football. I mean, I've, I was lucky enough to come along um, earlier this season. I was really impressed with your setup, and and your attendances have been good as well, haven't you? You've been averaging over 100, which a few um, a few of the Premier clubs would, um, would welcome, um, um, I'm sure. So, I mean, you know, there's a great deal of potential at Corsham, isn't there? Yeah, it's a, it's a great club, um, you know, I, I'm obviously a bit biased. I've been there a while, but I do. I'd like to think we've got a good reputation, and like you said, a lot of people come, and, and it's a good setup. And I think I agree. I think it's a definitely a, a prem standard club, and it's something we definitely want to do. The chairman wants to do it. Um, we've put things in place, and like I said, we've got the players that we're we know they're not just going to come and go. We're bringing the ones in who we want, who we know like, love the club and want to stay there and want to progress and. We've got a great management team. We just want to build, and this was obviously my first year as manager um, to sort of see where we're at. And I think we're learning as we go along, and I really think we're ready, you know, next year to build upon it and, and go for the Premier. That's what the, definitely the aim is. Well, um, let's look as far ahead as Saturday. Now you've got Longwell Green, and um, you owe them one, don't you? Because they beat you back in. In fact, actually, I think they were the last side to have beaten you in the league, and that was back in December. Yeah, that was um, when we spoke earlier about. Um, Dropping some points uh, with the draws. Personally, the two the two main draws happen, and you can sort of deal with them. But the two results this season that have really been that we think shouldn't have happened was the Wells at home and the and the Longwell Green at home. Those those two games that we should have won. Uh, we didn't take the chances. The opposition then took theirs, and, and we lost somehow lost the game. So yeah, we definitely owe them one, and uh, we think we can if we carry on with the performances we've had since then. You know, we haven't lost since then. I think it's five now. Um, we think we can we can go there and win, definitely. And my thanks to Justin for his time. Now, this um, the next fixture geographically had an element of the derby about it, certainly a mid-Somerset affair between Cheddar and Welton Rovers. Yeah, indeed, and uh, a pretty, pretty good game by all accounts. Uh, Cheddar obviously uh, just clinging on to top spot, and uh, yeah... A 2-1 win uh, home to Welton, but it was yeah wasn't wasn't particularly easy. Uh, Welton being uh, coming into this game on the back of that that victory over Bath City in the in the cup, as you mentioned during the week, and uh, yeah, it was they who went ahead. 25 minutes in, uh, Joe Garland firing home, uh, having been found by Harry McClacken. Uh, but then uh, the, yeah, Cheddar who they had had a couple of early chances, uh, they'd gone close, uh, and they did manage to to get back on level terms pretty quickly. Uh, Reese Ferguson. 
Obama won year, uh, managed to react quickest uh, to, to level the scores. Uh, and then it was Robbie Maggs, uh, just after the hour mark, uh, doing enough to, to find, find space in the box and, uh, yeah, produce the, the winning goal for, for Cheddar. And, uh, yeah, as I say, they cling on to top spot. Do you want to run us through those goal scorers again? There is a. I'm going to call him Reese Ferguson. I hope he's not not too disappointed in that. I'm going to struggle with his uh, the second half of his double barrel surname. Well, let's hope that he scores lots of goals because that will be make, that will make this podcast highly entertaining. Another Summer Valley side um, that were in action against one of the, the league's top teams was Radstock Town. They travelled to Canesham Town, and again a very close affair. But in front of the biggest um, first division attendance of the day, 177. Yeah, indeed. So just like uh, Cheddar, uh, Kensham very much uh, forced to, to work hard for their three points, which is what we want to see. Those two obviously chasing the title, chasing promotion. And it was, yeah, uh, a 1-0 win uh, for them at home to Radstock. And it was Matt Martin uh, scoring the, the winning goal just before half-time. And, uh, yeah, they managed to hold on. So good good defensive performance from Kensham. And, uh, yeah, uh, just about, as I say, just about clinging on uh, to, to the 1-0 win. Well, Wincanton Town certainly weren't at the races at the weekend. Um, a very, very impressive standout result from Andy Crabtree, Warminster Town. Yeah, I d- well, after an hour, I don't think anyone would have seen this coming. It was still goalless. And, uh, yeah, probably headed two teams very close uh, in the middle of the table. And uh, But, yeah, from then, <laughs> Warminster scored five goals in the final 26 minutes. So, uh, yeah, really really impressive ending to this game. Uh, Charlie Walton breaking the deadlock uh, with Connor Mackay and then Jake Wright uh, putting the uh, the game out of sight pretty quickly after. So I think it was three goals in the space of six or seven minutes. Six or seven minutes, sorry. And, uh, yeah, pretty much giving giving Walmans to the, uh, yeah, uh, the three points. And But, uh, yeah, they managed to add a, a couple more uh, late on. Walton scoring a second and then Martin Johnson uh, with the fifth. So, uh, yeah. Uh, a really, in the end, comprehensive 5-0 win for Warminster over Wincanton, who fell apart a little bit. And finally, in the first division, Wells City. Now, they've been on very good run of form, haven't they, of late? Um, but they came unstuck at, Chippenham, at home to Chippenham Park. Yeah, especially at home as well, as you, as you mentioned. They had a couple of, couple of the top sides come and uh, um, defeated them recently. But, uh, yeah, Chippenham Park managed to, to, uh, to go to Wells and, and claim a 1-0 win. Alfie Presley uh, scoring the only goal that game. They also... Uh, the visitors lost their keeper during the first half to an injury. So, uh, yeah, really, really brilliant uh, effort from them. And, uh, yeah, they managed to, to secure a, a, a win that probably few would have seen be, seen coming. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Chippenham Parker. Won their winner at Wells. What was the name of that goal scorer again? Reese Ferguson. No, not the other one. The one for Chippenham Park. That's Alfie Presley. Do you think he's known as Elvis in the dressing room? Uh, I, I would have thought for his sake he's probably hoping not but yeah there's, there's a chance well I'm just thinking it could make for an entertaining new aspect of the podcast if um, you know we, we talk about these footballers particularly the goal scorers every week and you know some of the names are names to conjure with as we've as we heard only a few moments ago but yeah anyway I mean he might not be known as Elvis in the dressing room and he might come round my house and let my tyres down because I've sort of put that thought into his teammates mind but I mean it's not offensive is it I mean he's, he's did, he did well he scored yeah. the winner Elvis was quite a capable, popular music act, it would be fair to say. Anyway, I'll stop digging, shall I? Let's have a look at the fixtures coming up this week. We've got a few bits and pieces going on in the league and we've got a few more County Cup games um, as well. Um, but um, really, the, we can't look any further ahead than the FA Vars quarter-final match, can we, Tom? No. Um, 
Woodland, yeah, now just two two rounds away from a, a Wembley trip. So, um, yeah, not much more uh, needs to be said about this one. Uh, a home tie against Crow Valley obviously had a... Uh, pretty decent, well, very decent crowd uh, in the in the last 16. So I'm, I'm sure they'll be hoping uh, to potentially increase that. Obviously, there are more uh, Western League games going on, uh, so they might not get quite the influx of uh, fans from from the other clubs. Um, but yeah, uh, a massive weekend for them, and yeah, fingers crossed the week uh, the weather holds, and fingers crossed they put in a, a, a really good performance, and uh, yeah, move on to the well, what would be the semi-finals? That is uh, dizzy heights. So yeah, obviously, uh, yeah. All the best for to Willand on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, so Cray Valley Paper Mills are the side that Willand Rovers are taking on, and um, they're a football club based in Eltham in the Royal Borough of Greenwich, and they currently play in the Southern Counties East League. Now, we had a little bit of a look to see how they got on at the weekend, so it was their form going in to this, to this big game, and um, they won away. They won away at Fisher. Well, it was, um, it was a relatively straightforward affair. Fisher scored late on, but um, Cray Valley won 2-1. And the first goal for Cray Valley was, um, was scored by Kevin Lisby. Mm. Not that one, I hear you ask. Well, it would appear that it is. He's um, 40 years old, bless him. And, um, of course, he's got 10 caps for, um, uh, for uh, Jamaica. Most, well, I suppose most synonymous with his spell at um, Charlton Athletic, although I did note that back in um, the 2011 to 2015, he, he did have quite a, a, quite a prolific time at Late Orient. So, yes, a, a, a footballer with some pedigree. So there's a little bit of scouting um, for, for those Will and Rovers fans. Um, final piece of information uh, will be that um, Cray Valley are third in their, in their division. And interestingly enough, they're actually not, unlike Willand, um, they are not, um, they're not, top and even if they won their games in hand um, they wouldn't they wouldn't take over Corinthian although interestingly enough I've just realized that Fisher the team that they beat at the weekend were the team that was immediately above them so that doesn't augur particularly well um, and uh, I can also can see that um, they've uh, of the of the 13 games that they've played away from home They've won 11 and they've drawn one. So Will and Rovers will have their work cut out for them, I'm sure. But of course, as we know, you don't get to the quarterfinal of the FA Vars without being a good side. So Will and have played plenty of them and uh, I know that they'll be giving Cray Valley uh, a good game. And um, of course, if you aren't able to get to a match with your local Western League side, I am sure that Will and Rovers would be very much grateful uh, for your support whilst they go on this historic run in the FA Vars. And, and I'm sure we'll catch up with their chairman Mike Mitchell after the game um, just to get his take on uh, on that match on uh, on Saturday the 23rd of February but we really do wish them all the very very best of luck now we'll we'll, uh, we'll dip into the Premier Division Tom what's your game to watch for the weekend I think it was Buckland against uh, Westbury uh, on Saturday afternoon obviously Buckland uh, given a kind of harsh uh, defeat away bitten on the weekend uh, and Westbury, uh, with obviously with Woolland in in cup action, they got a chance to uh, to go level on points. I think if they if they won this one, so um, yeah, uh, a big afternoon um, obviously for Woolland, but for those sides just below them who've now gained a little bit of ground uh, following Woolland's defeat on the weekend, there's another another opportunity for them. So uh, yeah, some big ties and uh, no, yeah, no no less than uh, down at Buckland where uh, Westbury will be the visitors on uh, Saturday afternoon.
Well, I shall look at the other end of the table. Um, and uh, Shortwood United are at home to Hengrove, and um, I'm sure that the long-suffering Shortwood fans, without any disrespect to Hengrove, who, of course, we did talk about earlier in the podcast, they did win um, at the weekend. But Shortwood, it, this has got to be um, one of their best opportunities to get that um, to get that first win of the season. So it'll be interesting to see whether Hengrove's good form continues or whether Shortwood United can well and truly turn turn that corner. Now we look at uh, the first. Of Vision. And Tom, which uh, which game grabs you here? Uh, I've gone for Warminster uh, against Carl. Uh, obviously, Warminster, uh, you could say, bang in form. Uh, 27 minutes, their last 27 minutes of action saw them score five. So uh, if they can keep that going, uh, there'll be a tough uh, tough match for Carl, who obviously are now up in third. So, uh, yeah, uh, interesting interesting game there on, on Saturday. And I'm going to go for eighth against ninth. It's Welton Rovers against Longwell Green um, Sports. Whoever wins, both teams locked on 41 points here. So um, obviously, who, to the victor, the spoils. Whoever uh, wins this game will go above, uh, will stay above the other side, depending on your perspective. Um, two very evenly matched sides, actually. So it should be a cagey affair. Um, but um, there's divisions within divisions in the first division at the moment, and uh, this could be an opportunity for either one of those sides to um, to bring themselves a little bit closer to Wells in seventh there's a, only a few points um, covering seventh and, uh, and third so um, it could make for an interesting climax to the season now we did the um, uh, the league tables last week on the podcast so we'll do the goal scorers this week but I'm sure we don't get to this stage of the um, of the season without being interested in the league tables and the league tables are in Tom's excellent um, bulletin as well as being of course on the league's website so uh, we won't deny you the opportunity but we are going to make you do your own homework on that one we'll probably have a look at them next week but Tom who are the um, who are our hot shots at the moment Okay, so uh, looking at the Premier Division uh, league goals, uh, we've got Jack Taylor obviously scored again on on Friday evening. He's now up to 24. Uh, we've got Callum Demkiv of Westbury on 21, and then Luke Mortimer's uh, doing well for Willand on 19. And then recently, uh, back among the goals is Tyson Pollard of uh, Shepton Mallet. He's moved up to 18 league goals, so he's having a, a really good season. Uh, down in the first division, you've still got the two uh, Cheddar front men. Uh, not scored uh, as as many as they had been uh, in February, uh, maybe as they had been in uh, in January. So uh, Adam Wright, 23, Adam Jones, 22, they lead the way. Uh, and then you've got the likes of Cal Townsend of Ashton Backwell on 18, Stuart, Town, uh, Stuart Windsor of Carlton on 17, uh, and then Toby Cole and Sam Gregory of Wincanton and Radstock, respectively, on 16. So that's uh, league goals. Uh, all competitions, it's uh, Callum Demkiv of Westbury leading the way on 29, just ahead of uh, Taylor on 28. Uh, obviously, a lot of these names are similar. We've got Mortimer, 26 in all competitions. We've got Wright and Jones of Cheddar, 25 and 24. Uh, and then sneaking onto the, the bottom of the list, we've got uh, Bitten's Ben Bamman, who obviously scored again on Saturday afternoon. He's got 23 goals in all competitions. So, uh, yeah. Uh, those are those are your, your six top scorers from uh, from both divisions. <clears throat> excellent, Tom. Thank you very much indeed. Um, we are of course looking at your excellent bulletin. Where can the listeners find that on the Western League website? Indeed, uh, that is on the homepage. Uh, it's about yeah middle of, middle of the page, just a, a little little place down. And you can uh, download that uh, in PDF format and uh, read that to your heart's content. There's also a, a tab along the top. So yeah, that's uh, yeah in the usual places. Usually goes up uh, Sunday lunchtime ish. I would I would say. Did you uh, pen your column for the non-league paper? Yeah, yeah, uh, a couple hundred words on the yeah, looking back at the Premier Division games from from Saturday afternoon. So yeah, that's uh, yeah in the in the usual step five and six section. 
Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much indeed. We're, uh, we're now off to do the optics. But, well, that f- f- from Tom and myself, that's been another Tool Station Westernly podcast. <laughs> <laughs>